Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, JackieCation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so, I think, does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation. I'm in my uh, garage. Yeah, you can see a bookcase. Mm-hmm. See that? And uh, it is the Dork Forest. Uh, you are Rangers. Uh, please welcome to the program. I just did the Bechtel cast with Caitlin Durante, and now Caitlin Durante, right here, right here in my in my Amazon. Here I am. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yes, and the Bechtel cast, super fun. Thank we you. watched Peggy mm-hmm. Sue uh, did a thing, which is remains one of my brother's favorite mm-hmm. films. And that's weird, but he is weird about movies. So I love that you came on Caitlin the show Durante. to talk about one of your brother's favorite movies, not necessarily one of your favorites. <laughs> right. Like one of my favorite movies. I mean, I wonder how Holiday would hold up it under the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. So um, because Holiday is Kath- Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. Okay. And it is really one of my favorite movies of all time but it is it is a mm-hmm. romance so that's one of those know, complicated things always... that we come across on the podcast where it's like okay well like being a hetero woman who is in either in a relationship with a man or is interested in mm. being in you know interacting with men <laughs> yeah. romantically that doesn't like doing that doesn't mean you're not a feminist, but I I still have this like I'm still harboring this thing where I'm like, well I'm a feminist, so I don't need a man to do anything under any circumstance ever in my life, and it's like well that that's not true. <laughs> like I would like it I would enjoy true. the and- romantic attention of a man sometimes. <laughs> And I also enjoy the pointy bit. <laughs> so uh, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with a lot of things that men have and do. <laughs> uh, just with, I would also like when we're not doing it uh, for him to treat me like an adult. Human. That would be nice. Uh, that would be so nice. That is, that, that is the, uh, I think, sums up my mm-hmm. feminism is like, yes, please, with the hugging and being taller <laughs> than me. And, uh, and and if women are taller than me, I will get you to reach shit. I'm not above uh-huh, that at all. Same. Speaking of feminism, let's discuss your your <laughs> Paddington Bear, <laughs> <laughs> who is a feminist icon. Is 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 he is he a he? What is is Paddington he a bear? Is a bear. I don't Paddington know a lot goes about. by he him pronouns. 
okay. but is is not now a we know. human. Um, although Paddington, I feel like could be considered a genderless, you know, just like gender fluid, non-binary icon. I would also classify him as an ace icon. To me, Paddington is very asexual, ace. uh, which is an underrepresented okay. community. Oh, yeah. And I think that, you know, there need to be ace icons out there sure. in media. And Paddington is a prime example. I forgot about that. That I forgot about that acronym mm. or, mm-hmm. or term. Uh, bec- and which, of course, now the asexual people are going, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You forgot about us again. But here's and here's the good thing too is that um, it's a children's show, right? I, I, I mean, it's good mm-hmm. for all ages. The Paddington Bear <laughs> movies. I would never say it is not. Uh, Martha Kelly lives, <laughs> and um, but I do think that it is also for tiny children. Sure. Who I enjoy thinking of children as asexual, mostly because I am an mm-hmm. adult. And I would like to not have sexual uh, thoughts about. It is children. not okay to sexualize children. I'm just going to go ahead and make yes. that bold statement. <laughs> Take a stand, <laughs> exactly. And I have to say, I saw uh, there was some, and it was a fox lady talking to some creepo uh, Republican mm. dude, and it would. So you would think two creeps talking to each other that the that the lady creep would agree with the male creep, but he said. I'm sure you look at 12-year-old boys and think, that is a hot guy. And she goes, not ever. Not ever. Yeah, he said that out loud. I don't know which piece of work that was. But uh, what I like about the fox lady was she was like, never. Not ever. And I was like, good for you. Sane. Well, here's... (laughs) Nazi. (laughs) Right. Anyway. Well, Uh (laughs) so much media directed at children. And maybe this isn't as true today, but like 90s media, especially when I was growing up, there was some like really horny stuff. I'm just, I'm thinking of like, well, uh, that scene in the lion King where like adult Simba and Nala have sex with each other more or less on screen. (laughs) Um, there's like, Mm -hmm, she's like mm -hmm. giving him like sexy eyes. Uh, Elton John. Oh, sexy eyes. We go back to Bugs Bunny. Sure. And And then the way that like a lot of, uh, Mm -hmm. like Disney princesses were, um, extremely over-sexualized in the way that they're designed. Like you, you think of like uh, Jasmine and Pocahontas and um, it's. Yeah. Have you seen just sleeping beauty <laughs> just lying there waiting for oh, it? So many, uh, why are so many <laughs> fairy tales like, Hey, it's okay to kiss a sleeping woman without her consent. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> right. It's uh it's a, it was a common theme in, in your Harlequin romances too, where you'd be awakened to uh, your dude doing it to you. And you're like, all right, Ugh. I guess I'm in. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what the message is there, but like okay. Uh, I don't like it. So here's the good news. Paddington bear is uh is a bear is a is a hat holder and a <laughs> and bear, a bear. <laughs> what so it's when is it from nicole kidman isn't it i've okay. never seen it i've se- i've seen most children's you gotta see the paddington so movies 20- so the first one came out in 2014. 2014 um it is a live action movie but of course paddington is like cgi'd so it's a bunch of live action okay. actors many of whom we know and love sally hawkins Julie Walters, um, you know, we've got 
I don't know either of those two. Who are they? It's an entirely British cast. So uh, if you know British people, um, you've got Peter Capaldi uh, from um, Doctor Who fame. You've got Hugh Bonneville, who is from, what is that show with the rich people and they live in a castle, Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey? Yeah. So it's these pretty like iconic uh, British actors. Um, and then they're just acting oh, wow. against, like, just a s- stick with a tennis ball on it that they CGI <laughs> Paddington into later. <laughs> right. But, um, so, obviously, Paddington is adapted from a series of children's books written by Michael Bond in, I want to say when the 60s I, or maybe 50. I don't know a whole lot about the source material because I was more of a Winnie the Pooh sure. kid, honestly. Yeah, me too. I never read Paddington I, Bear. I liked Winnie the I Pooh. I knew who Paddington was growing up because uh, I was like, oh, yeah, the bear with the coat and the rain boots. We uh, we all know Paddington. Yes. But like, for some reason, I never engaged with the the books. And then there was a... I wanted the outfit. I wanted, he had matching galoshes and a oh, raincoat well. that were yellow. They were and amazing. he's got, well, so it's it's commonly thought that he wears a raincoat. It is not a raincoat. It's a duffel coat. <laughs> oh, interesting. And Good to know. He Good never to know. had the galosh, like the rain boots. Uh, is that what they're called? Rain boots? Galoshes? Yeah. I think so. Galoshes um, <laughs> or Wellingtons well, uh, might be the... Might sure. be the brand name. I'm uncertain what the British are doing. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Kleenex, mm-hmm. we did that. So the so he wears this outfit. He didn't ever have the boots in the books. Basically, they started merchandising um, Paddington, you know, stuffed teddy bears, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But they wouldn't stand up on the shelves in stores. So some so oh. someone someone somewhere along the way I should know this because this is my dorkdom after all and yet <laughs> I don't know <laughs> uh, just enthusiasm <laughs> the fact that you knew that they put them on so they could stand them yeah, up on yeah, the yeah. shelf so that's how um, some images of Paddington uh, came to be like people recognize him with like the the rain boots but he doesn't even wear those in any of the books or movies or anything in the like movies that. nope. How was he dressed in the so movies? So he's got the iconic red hat. I don't know. I guess it's a, a, a bucket hat. I don't. <laughs> or a pork pie. I forget what kind of hat it is, but it's a it's a red kind of squared off fedora. A bit, yeah. Thing. It's a bit floppier. it's got a brim. Mm-hmm. It's got a, right? Yeah, it's a floppy yeah, it's brim. Um, and then he wears a blue duffel coat. Fun fact, I bought that whole outfit so that I could wear it. For many occasions, Halloween one year, um, I did it for a photo right. shoot. You don't, you don't need an excuse to own that outfit. That outfit belongs in it your slaps. closet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's outstanding. And um, so he's wearing that in the, in in the, the movies. Thing. Is he a private eye or something? What's oh his my job? gosh, let me tell you everything. <laughs> so Paddington... Um, he's a, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't need a job. Um, he lives in a society in which, <laughs> he doesn't which need bears room free. Yeah. <laughs> so again, I, a lot of the, I think kind of like comedic set pieces from the movies borrow from the children's books, but 
so, and I don't know how much of um, the source material plays into the backstory of the movies, but basically, so Paddington is from darkest Peru. Um, he is, so the first movie I'll give you just kind of like a little rundown of the story without spoiling anything uh, for any list. Cause everyone just needs to see these movies. Right, right. There's amazing <laughs> twist. We don't want to spoil it, but first of all, we know that he's a Peruvian, he's a Peruvian bear. bear. Um, he's, he's among a, a breed, a rare breed of talking bears. So the movie opens sure. with a, an English explorer coming to um, Peru to explore slash probably colonize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's, that's yeah. what white people do. Um, and so he goes and he discovers this family of bears. It's a, it's a, an adult uh, male and female bear who he discovers is able to talk. So he kind of, um, he's, he, uh, you could argue that he just shows them some stuff like the English language and marmalade. Um, you could also argue that he's like, here is my culture. Now you, I, you take it, um, uh, or else I will not accept you. Um, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to defend the colonizing <laughs> backstory of, of Paddington Bear. We could just say he came, he uh, invite. did he invite Paddington back? So to he, 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 we don't, he, they have not, Paddington hasn't entered the picture yet. This is pre, this Ooh. is pre, so it's, it's, uh, he names them, uh, he names them Lucy and Pistuzo, the, the bears. And he's like, here's oh, some marmalade. Right. Um, you're awesome. And if you ever want to come to London, you like, you can be sure a very warm welcome. So okay. then we cut to a few years later. Paddington is now present. He's this sweet little bear. He's he's clumsy. He's very innocent. Um, perhaps even a little on the naive side. But he's also he's just so kind and polite and earnest. So immediately okay. you're endeared to this little bear. Uh, he's earnest yes. in the in the way that so few things are these days. Uh, okay. And as a a unapologetic cynic myself, I right. it's actually kind of surprising that I love these movies so much because I'm I'm all just I live. You're just you're drawn to this earnestness. You're drawn to this the purity of Paddington he's Bear. So pure. <laughs> who he's I'm going he's around kind, just grumbling yeah. all the time, being like everything sucks, <laughs> the world sucks, I hate everybody, blah blah blah. Paddington, on the other <laughs> hand, he sees the best in people. He wants the best for everyone. He just like looks directly into your soul and finds the the beauty in there. Sure. Right? Something I'm not able to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think this shows potential, Caitlin Durante. This Thank shows. You. Thank yes. you. Uh, yeah. Um. So so we meet Paddington. He lives so his these two adult bears are his aunt and uncle and um they're just sort of living their normal lives this is you know the exposition of the movie just like normal world status quo but a natural disaster an earthquake um displaces them from their home uncle pastuzo dies in the first like five (gasps) minutes of the movie which so that's not a spoiler but 
it's so sad. And like you're watching this movie and five minutes in, you're bawling your eyes out because a bear died and you're just like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. So I'm hooked. The first time I see this movie, which is in like 2015, maybe like a year or two after it came out, I'm just like, what in the hell? What this movie, who knew this movie was going to be good? And it's, it's not good. It's great. So I'm like already crying. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They've they, they've already reached in and grabbed Truly. your heart. They're just like for some reason it just. And then for worked. the next like fifteen minutes, I I continue sobbing. I don't know if anyone else has this reaction, but I'm just like so endeared and my my heartstrings are so pulled by the first like act of this movie, and then also the rest of it. Anyway, so this this natural disaster displaces uh, Paddington and his aunt Lucy, who su- survived. Um, and she's like, okay, okay, well, we don't have a home anymore. Let's go to London, except she's too old to travel. So she goes to the home for retired bears, which is in <laughs> Peru. Is, is, is real. a real place. That's real. Yes. Home for reti- sure, of course it is. This, yes, this is all is. factual. Home for retired bears. <laughs> And she Factual. and she sends sure. she sends Paddington off to live in London, and she's like, "Find the explorer; okay. he will give you a home." Because he had told us, you know, you you'll receive a warm welcome from him. So yeah. Paddington gets shipped off to London. He, um, although his name is not Paddington yet, we don't. He has a bear name. Oh, but okay. Oh, he has a bear name that is possibly a secret. He does reveal uh, it because names and, are and very he says powerful. he says rah 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 because it's a it's just like a bear growling. <laughs> oh, it's a bear name. <laughs> awesome. Because <laughs> he also speaks he speaks English, the queen the queen's English mm-hmm. as well as as bear, and bear. exactly. <laughs> so he gets to London. Everyone is mean, um, <laughs> except for Everyone's people are mean. ignoring him. Um, except for this one mm-hmm. family, the Brown family who um especially the the matriarch of the family mrs brown um she takes a curiosity uh to paddington who is by the way in paddington station this is how he gets his name and um she's just like where where are your parents are you lost do you need some help and he's like um yeah i'm trying to find a home but i don't know how to find a home and because he's just so sweet and he doesn't really know. And he's also like, he's very childlike. In fact, he might even be a child, but it, that's confusing because the actor who voices him is an adult man, Ben Wishaw. Sure. So you're like, how okay. we don't know how old Paddington is. Um. Right. All we know is that, well, he is a fish out of water. So he gets to be, I don't know what I'm exactly. doing. And and then he has a heart of gold. So he's just wandering Absolutely. the London a, a fish out of water, going, a bear out of Peru, mm-hmm. a tale as old as time. <laughs> right? So, yes. so the Brown family is like, okay, we can take you in for the night while we help you find um, a home. So that's kind okay. of the general premise where the rest of the story is uh, them – Trying oh, to yeah. figure out where to, like, they're trying to find this explorer so that he can go there and find the home. Meanwhile, Nicole Kidman, who is in the movie and plays the villain, is <gasps> seems to have a vendetta against this bear. And we don't know exactly why. And I don't, and again, I won't spoil anything, but. Okay. All uh, right. Yeah. So it's like her tracking down this bear. Paddington trying to track down the explorer. But he doesn't know his name or that all all he's got is explorer. 
he's got so the the hat his iconic red hat belonged to the explorer yes. so they're able to like use oh, that as okay. a clue they figure out the explorer's name um so they get closer and closer to to finding him um but then we're going to get into spoiler territory so i'll kind of leave it there well this movie is from 7 years that is ago. true <laughs> so so what i'm willing to do is i'm saying cuz the thing is is so Times are tough. He makes it with the help of the hat, maybe to to someone who knows who the hat mm-hmm. belongs to or where to begin looking right. the hat. Are we halfway through the We're movie? We're about, yeah, two-thirds of the way through the movie at this point. Because there's several oh, adventures. Okay. So, oh. so while this is happening, he's like settling into the Brown family home. There's a big comedic okay. set piece where he's like in a bathtub the whole bathroom fills with water because again, he's very clumsy and he's a fish out of water. So he doesn't really know how to, right. he doesn't know a lot about etiquette. He doesn't know a lot about just like. When you bathe in a Peruvian <laughs> forest, uh, you don't have to worry about h- hitting the good. So exactly. Uh, so there's different little things like that. And then they'll go, they like go visit Mr. Gruber who owns an antique shop. And there'll be, there's a, there's a little set oh, okay. piece there where Paddington, thinks a man dropped his wallet. So he kind of chases after him to return the wallet. Turns out the guy is actually a thief. So he's, so Paddington kind of inadvertently helps like catch this thief who keeps stealing people's wallets, but he just did it. Cause okay. he was like, I, I'm just a nice bear. And I thought I was helping him return his wallet. So like everything he does is just, is just such, his intentions are so pure sort of comedy, but a exactly, comedy of errors. Yes. So, okay. So there's little things like that throughout the movie that kind of help fill in the the narrative. So what's important to know about just kind of like the screenwriting of Paddington is that it's amazing. (laughs) So it's so good. And and the second movie uh, is largely agreed upon to be even better. Um, Yes. Oh, really? One of the rare sequels that kind of surpasses the original in quality. Especially in children's movies, in, in, in movies about, about things that are super right. sweet and, you know, that have, uh, like, I don't know if this was true with Alvin and the Chipmunks. We don't know. Um, <laughs> right. I know that Martha Kelly was on this show talking about Alvin <gasps> and the Chipmunks. Oh, wow. And um, she finds each of them, I think, equally amazing. Mm. So, so what you're saying is that the Paddington movie has an actual storyline and an arc and is well crafted. So much so to the point where, so gosh, where to, where to begin the, the story itself, just like the, the, the narrative, it's so tight. It's so um, just the, the movies make beautiful use of plant and payoff. Are you familiar with this? Okay. No, what is the thing? By the way, we are talking with Caitlin Duretti, who teaches an online <laughs> screenwriting course that is probably sold out. But if you check her Twitter feed, her Instagram, maybe even the Bechtel cast, mm. uh, you might find out if it is sold out. If it isn't, you can join in. Uh, and if it is sold out, there will be, be another, another one. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. So what is Plant, plant and, and Payoff is a story. <laughs> it's a storytelling <laughs> Uh, device, I suppose, um, sometimes called setup and okay. payoff, where basically in a movie you plant something or you set something up, 
um, make it familiar to the audience, but you kind of have to disguise it in the story as just like a little piece of exposition or a little like thing. And then it pays off later on in like a really satisfying way. I I watch a lot of murder mysteries on TV Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly going, see that guy that just, we just met him in passing. He's probably the murderer, Mm -hmm. this type of thing, because it's sort of the in passing information that then is the payoff. Right. Yes. So uh, I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I don't know why this is the first one that's coming to mind. (laughs) <laughs> but Home Alone. Schindler's <laughs> List. Oh, okay. So in Home Alone, <laughs> um, the there's a tarantula that gets that belongs to Kevin McAllister's brother. It gets loose at some point. We see so the plant is basically the establishing of the tarantula. Um this it actually gets like planted and then like the the audience is reminded of it like a bazillion times. Um, throughout the movie because you always see the damn thing just like crawling around. It all pays off in the end when the uh, the, the thieves have infiltrated the house and uh, Kevin has set up all these booby traps and at one point there's it's like there's like the all hope is lost moment it seems like the, right, right. We're not going to yeah, win. Yeah, they've, We're not they've win. grabbed Kevin and, and, and it seems like oh how is he going to get out of this? And then the tarantula walks by and he picks up the tarantula, puts it on the guy's face, and it allows him to get away. Yes. So yes, it's, it was. It certainly. <laughs> so you gotta yeah. you have to plant the tarantula, because if the tarantula just comes out out of nowhere, you're like the audience is like, What's this tarantula doing? How where did this come from? You know what this is? This is a modern version of exactly. Chekhov's gun. Exactly. That is exactly what it is, yes. Um, <laughs> okay, and so Paddington, so Paddington does this, does this does it constantly well? uh, and amazingly. So it just like weaves in little bits of information throughout the movie. Again, it just seems like, oh, this is just an interesting bit of exposition, or this is just like a, a little quirk that, about the character. We don't expect it to pay off in any meaningful way, but then when it does, it's very satisfying because you're like, oh my god, my brain remembers that thing that you established earlier, and then <laughs> and now it's it's becoming meaningful to the story oh my goodness so the paddington movies are great at that um the themes that get explored are just like again just like the idea that um just is it kindness kindness, politeness and earnestness more or less and then on top of that both movies are arguably allegories for an important social issue. So for the first movie, um, it kind of leans into this allegory about um, immigration and the way that immigrants are often treated. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> well done. Mm-hmm. Well done, Paddington. So, and yeah. then the second movie is about prison reform. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you have these like really interesting like kind of social commentary allegories that are that are weaved yeah. into the narrative. Does Paddington does Paddington grow? Does he change or does or is he a like constant? literally or figuratively? <laughs> figuratively, emotionally. Like like the, is there any like his wisdom is the wisdom of a Peruvian mm-hmm. bear? His wisdom is a very natural sort of childlike wisdom. Um, 
with with the addition of being well raised. Right. Exactly. Right. So so he has that going for him. Is there a point where he has some sort of realization of? Well, this belongs in a museum, kind of like an Indiana <laughs> Jones. <laughs> like, does does he get righteous? Not at any point, really. Or is he-, he does not have much in the way of a character arc. You could argue that okay. from by like at the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, he has learned that people might not be as polite as he assumed they would be. Cause this is his first time, like coming to London is his first time interacting with, I think probably any humans. So he went into that thinking that everyone is going to be as kind and polite and earnest as him. Turns out they weren't. So he does kind of like learn that, but that's not really what the story is about. Um, Right. So he, he shows up at Paddington's, uh, mm-hmm, underground mm-hmm. station, Pennington station. He meets the yeah. Browns. He, um, Mrs. Brown is super nice and is like, well, yes. we'll help you. And, uh, so takes him home and they hang out for three quarters of the movie. Pretty much. Where he learns what their family mm-hmm. is like. While Cruella DeVille, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, uh, is trying to, figure out you know how to how to capture him she, or so she him works or at something. the natural history museum as like a ta- a taxidermy person. taxidermist <laughs> oh the you know the modern world of taxidermy it's always been i had a friend who really wanted to and probably to this day wants to get into taxidermy and i was like it's gross. that's a bizarre hobby i'm not going to lie it's I'm not gonna lie to you. She she worked at like a a, a bat rescue mm. place, so she loves weird animals and weird whatevers. But she also wants to figure out how to taxidermy them. And I was like, no, no, do the one thing where you help them live longer, and then when they die, let them go back to nature. They'll just right? die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dust to dust, all that thing. And uh, nobody needs a an owl sitting mm-hmm. in there. I believe that's against the law, by the way. Taxidermy in many countries is just um, you can I would no hope longer so. import. Yeah, I think not we're to done. shame taxidermists, uh, but your job is weird, and I don't get it. <laughs> it's kind of gross, guys. And uh, but I understand natural history museums will have old taxidermist sure. things, and that's how they used to study animals. That makes sense. Now we have film. <laughs> Now we have cameras, we have uh, a way, we have hologram we have machines. Science. I've seen bones. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of things that we can do. So, but what, uh, so she is trying to get Because she wants him. to taxidermy him. Right. And so does she grow as a person? As we learn, is is she doing it because he's a, an illegal immigrant? She, she, it's why? more that um, you'll you'll find out why that's against spoiler territory she has like kind of a vendetta i i'll i'll put a i'll put a disclaimer got it, got it. so 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 you I'll can tell, tell you me everything, everything and it's um, okay. so she <laughs> turns out to be the daughter of the explorer and she is resentful toward oh. paddington because she I, I i mean she's really resentful toward her father but she's taking it out on paddington but she didn't like because basically, yeah. because the explorer had discovered this species of talking bears, um, he could have made a fortune. Uh, but rather than like collecting the specimen and bringing them back to the UK and like studying them and stuff like that, 
He just gave him a snack. Right, and he just <laughs> let them be in Peru. So she, mm-hmm. so little Nicole, you know, her as a little girl is like, oh my God, uh, you know, we could have been rich and famous, but instead you chose these bears over the welfare of your family. So um, she, for that reason, has a vendetta against this whole family of bears, I guess, so that when one of them shows right, right, up. The talking, the talking bear exactly, community. Exactly. Yes. So that when one of them shows up in London, she's like, well, now's my chance. I got to take this bear. It doesn't make a lot of sense why she wants to kill it and stuff it when I get, well, I mean, she is a taxidermist, but. Right. I mean, that's her go-to. So, uh, but what, uh, <laughs> where does immigration so come So because he's an immigrant from Peru yep. uh, living in the U.S., or not the U.S., the U.K., um, so there's a neighbor character uh, played by Peter Capaldi who is called Mr. Curry, and he, they change his character a little bit from, because there's also like, there are uh, a number of Paddington series from decades past. There's like a an animated one, and then there's one where um, it's uh, Paddington as a stuffed bear, like a stuffed animal, kind of like wiggling around. Oh, that comes to life a little bit, sort of more like Winnie the Pooh. No, it's 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 literally just a stuffed animal that they put on set, and then I think there's like paper figures, oh, and then they animate yeah. it. They're just like it's Paddington, <laughs> and then and here's his friend Mr. Curry, and then they talk to each Kinda, other. Yeah, except the the bear just stays as a stuffed bear the whole time, but then everyone around him is like animated. Um. Anyway, so the okay. so Mr. Curry in like the books, and I think in these like other animated series is sort of more of like a grumbly grumpy neighbor who like kind of is slightly annoyed by Paddington, but doesn't like outright hate him in the movies. Okay. They they're like, Mr. Curry is a racist piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so awesome. Paddington shows up. <laughs> Just call it like you see it. Paddington. So Paddington shows up <laughs> in the neighborhood and Mr. Curry's like, what is this? Per- we need to send him back to his country. Like he's, so that's kind of the way that uh, this allegory He's going to steal jar- jobs from our local he bears. He says stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. are there bears in England, in uh, in, in the British Isles? No. I do not believe so. And in this movie, yeah, Paddington is the only bear you see. And another question people have about this movie is just like, okay, well, Paddington's this talking bear. No one seems to think it's abnormal, but that's just a part of the world building of this universe. Right, right. No, no. Yeah, that's uh, that is that's a yeah. given. You, you, you don't want to spend a. It's like I don't have to see Peter Parker get bit by the spider every movie. Thank right, you. Very we know. Much. <laughs> uh, let's just we know for some reason Howard the Duck can talk. And we accept uh, it. the bear can talk. We're in. We suspend and our disbelief. And clearly, he's had an education. <laughs> he's got a hat. Right. So. Um, where was I? Mr. Curry is racist. Um, yeah. Does Mr. Curry end up being, does he learn? Not really. The main, the main characters that learn and have an arc are Mr. Brown. So Mr. Brown kind of uh, mirrors some of Mr. Curry's ideology in that he's like, oh, like we don't, we shouldn't have anything to do with this bear. You know, he can fend for himself. Like why, who are we to help? Like we, 
you know, we've got our own right. problems to deal with. So he's pretty, uh, he is not warmed up. He does not warm up to Paddington for a while. Um, but so he basically undergoes this arc where the more time the family spends with Paddington, the more the whole family realizes that like, and in fact, this is even a line of dialogue where uh, Paddington the the Brown family needs Paddington every bit as much as Paddington needs the Brown family. So the movie ends with um, the. That is so right? true, though. I mean, when when you meet somebody. Wow, my dog's coughing oh, no. over there. Anyway, <laughs> how's it going, Gordy? Uh, so, but we see, I need Gordy as much exactly. as he needs me. Yeah, especially, and Gordy's a perfect example. He's a very mm. sweet dog. Occasionally is irritated, doesn't have any way to show me that, but by taking a nip, taking a taking a swipe at me mm -hmm. with his mouth. And uh, you're just like, dude, you're going to have to go into your crate because I get it. I should be able to see when you're getting irritated, but uh, I didn't see, and you took a swipe at me, yeah. and I don't like it. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, that's cool. Like, the, so Mr. Brown has a He's good He's got a arc. good arc. He comes to accept and even love Paddington by the end of the movie. And of course, so it's uh, rather than Paddington going off and living with the explorer who has passed away we learned his, and his daughter is a scary taxidermist who's trying to murder paddington so that's not really an option for paddington right. so everyone realizes by the end like oh he, he's already found his home he's already found his family it's the browns and they all live happily nice. ever after <laughs> yay that's and that's cool that's really cool so the in the second movie is he established still living yes. with the Browns? Yes, so we open, he he's in a routine with the Brown family. They're all getting along swimmingly. Everything's good. He's also uh, like an admired member of the community. Everyone, except for Mr. Curry, who still is racist. Um, but everyone else is like, wow, Paddington, you're so helpful. You bring a smile to my face. Like, again, he just can't help but to spread joy. Um Nice. He so the the premise of the second movie is that he gets framed for a crime and is sent to prison because he's trying to buy his Aunt Lucy a birthday gift. He wants this pop-up book of London because she's always wanted to come and see London, has never had the opportunity. So right. uh he's like, Oh, I can bring London to her with this pop-up book. And um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just as he's uh he so he gets all these like odd jobs. And is like earning money to pay for it, and right before he, he can afford it, someone steals it. And the police, but he's right there at the scene of the crime. Um, so the police think that Paddington stole the book. Has stolen the book, and okay. he right. goes to prison. Now, the person who actually stole the book <gasps> was Hugh Grant, plays the villain in the second movie, in the performance oh of a lifetime, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! For real? For real. Okay. It is he has admitted that he he has said like Paddington Two is the best movie I've ever been in, and it, oh my god, it is pretty widely agreed upon that he has never been better at acting than his performance in Paddington Two. Opposite the stick with the ball, <laughs> yeah. except for that he's not so. 
Okay, so he steals the pop-up mm-hmm. book. Paddington goes to yes. prison? So that's where the pri- so that's where- <laughs> any questions? <laughs> so that's where the the like prison reform allegory comes in because yeah. bas- because Paddington just spreads joy uh, and happiness wherever he goes. He basically reforms this prison. So he introduces marmalade sandwiches because Paddington's whole thing is marmalade sandwiches and just he loves, he loves marmalade. marmalade. So all these like hardened criminals. <laughs> Um, or people who were led to believe they're probably there on like, you know, minor marijuana charges or whatever, but like, you know, these quote unquote hardened criminals, uh, he like softens them all up. The, the, uh, the prison is like decorated. There's all these pastries. It's beautiful. Um, but he goes in and fixes prison. So he, so he goes in and essentially, so he is, he is sharing a cell with another person who's been convicted he doesn't a share a cell but uh there's a lot of just like community okay. just like um communal spaces oh, sure. he's, he's in, in the, the yard. yard he's in the cafeteria he's in the, you know <laughs> he's in the cafeteria and so he's like is there marmalade sandwiches and they're like of course there's not marmalade sandwiches you're right. in prison and he's like but what if there was marmalade but what if there was but what if and, there was and there's a scene where everyone's eating all the people in prison are eating his marmalade sandwiches and it's they're like uh, it, they're having a, a near orgasmic experience um <laughs> so he so he reforms the prison industrial complex with marmalade <laughs> Right, and this is in the first half hour. This is in the first 40 minutes or so, yeah. This is pretty okay. early on. So, Right, because he has to earn the money and almost make enough money, and then Hugh Grant has mm-hmm. to steal the book, and then now he's in prison. And so quite that's, a bit happens. That's the first, yeah. Quite a bit happens. And so now this is the first 40 minutes of the movie. Give there or might take. be another 40 minutes to this movie. Does he get so, out yes. of jail? So what happens from here? So meanwhile... um the Brown family are like, our beloved Paddington is in prison. We have to figure out who actually stole the pop-up book and so that we can help Paddington clear his name. So they're doing that. Meanwhile, um, Hugh Grant, whose name is Phoenix Buchanan in the movie, he is going around (laughs) using the pop-up book because it's actually a treasure map to a fortune. So he's going around these different landmarks in London that are depicted in the pop-up book and collecting the clues to lead to get to this like kind of national treasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Awesome. You nailed it. Um, so he's like Nicholas Cage over <laughs> here, national treasuring all over the place. And uh, <laughs> pop up book. Does he step into it? Like Joey does oh my gosh. Friends, to make sure that he can <laughs> see exactly where. <laughs> no, but that would be, f- there is a, a really beautiful animated sequence where as Paddington's kind of flipping through the pop-up book for the first time and realizing what a great gift this would be for aunt Lucy. Um, mm-hmm. There's this beautiful yeah. animated sequence where he and aunt Lucy are like kind of running through the pop-up version of London. And it's just like very sweet and oh. uh, it's, beautiful yeah, yeah. That's the other thing about this movie is like that it's- um it's like the production design and the cinematography yeah. is all incredible people liken it to wes anderson movies a lot of the time in terms of aesthetic right right um yeah because who directed so paul them? king directed both movies um he's okay. uh, probably most known for his work on the mighty boosh um which is obviously okay. like an iconic british comedy series and 
like it shows because the movies are also really funny. There's a lot of really great mm-hmm, visual mm-hmm. uh visual jokes, jokes in dialogue. There's just like brilliant comedy in these movies too. Um yeah. so where were we? Paddington's we, we we got the Brown family who are they're Scooby doing Phoenix Buchanan is committing the, the crime. He's national, national treasury. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um the Brown family are so busy trying to clear Paddington's name that uh they kind of, they almost like they forget to visit him in prison one time and all of all of Paddington's oh. fellow inmates are convincing him like they're gonna forget about you. Just escape oh, with right, us right. and we just have to like strike out on our own. So he meets these um, three other prisoners in particular who are trying, who are planning an escape attempt. So we've also got like whatever, like any number of prison break moves, like a Shawshank Redemption storyline happening. Right, 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 right. <laughs> People are trying to, yeah, escape the prison. So um, they're able to convince Paddington that he should break out of prison with him. So they make plans, arrangements to do that. They do it. Um, and then... Paddington's kind of on the lamb now. <laughs> and, and now we're in like oh act God. three. So he, does he does escape. escape. We're in like act three of the movie. We're being, you know, like nearing the climactic sequence. The Brown family yeah. has to, so basically all these storylines have to converge where Phoenix Buchanan, the villain, uh, Paddington and the Brown family all end up on a train. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh the the plot is resolved from there thanks to a bunch of from the train on the train yeah thanks to a bunch of uh payoffs from things that had been planted earlier so there's sure sure there's so there's plenty of of checkoffs guns yeah these are these are very very elaborate yeah plots like they're they're just like we're gonna have a real movie but there's going to be a just, bear. It's a bear is the and, protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so how was the acting in prison? Like how did, did that feel like a real, like when marmalade was introduced into their diet, did it really feel like it, it changed it something? Does. Or yeah. did he really change something? There's, I mean, the performances in these movies, the, just everything about the storytelling completely immerses you in, what's happening. So even though you might have to suspend your disbelief a lot to think that like prisoners in prison are going to be like, there's like a near revolution because they, of they, marmalade. You don't even question it when you're yeah. watching the movie. Cause you're like, this is brilliant cinema. And of course. And what about the warden and the, and the, and the jailers, the, the guards, they Do get they yeah, learn they're anything? on board. Paddington, Okay. Uh, reforms this prison so much that by like at some point in the movie, the warden is reading reading all the prisoners' bedtime stories over the intercom. Oh my god! <laughs> that first of all, who doesn't want right? that? Who wouldn't want a half an hour of just story just time? Read. Just read a little, just a little story time. Here's a chapter. We're gonna lead Lord of the Rings or a, or a Miss Friny Fisher murder <laughs> mystery <laughs> before we uh-huh. go to bed. And now everybody go to bed, dream, dream a little yeah. dream, and uh, wow. Um, so at the end of it, it all comes to a head at this mm-hmm. train. Where's the train? Well, going? the train. We don't know where it's going really, but it's definitely leaving out of Paddington Station because we always got to bring it back <laughs> to Paddington Station. Um. 
So it's right. kind of just, I don't know, it's it's going somewhere. That's not super important. Um, but they're able to okay. catch the, the, the villain. Well, maybe the villain's running away. Yeah. He's what like- is, oh, okay, here's what it is. The the treasure that he's after ends up being on this steam train that tra- that brings this traveling circus all over the place. So so he's okay. going on the steam train to get the treasure so they're all and it happens to be leaving out of Paddington station. So they all end up on this steam train. <laughs> Gordy, <laughs> go lay down. Go lay down, Gordy. <laughs> yeah. Go bother Andy at the door. Maybe he'll let you in. Oh, I'm no, so no sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, he's like being super cute. And I'm like, do you want to sit in my lap? He does not. He wants me oh. to go somewhere. Uh, but we have about 10 more minutes to talk about oh, Paddington. And uh, it's so interesting to me that, so, and because of it, I missed what happened on the train. So they're on the train and every is everybody on the train on the Browns. Yes. On the train? Th- there's also a pa- another parallel train going alongside them. So some of the characters are on this, this other train, some of them are on the steam train. Um, they're kind of like jumping back and forth all. And again, so many things wow. are happening that are, cause this is the climax of the movie. This is where things are going to start paying off that had been planted earlier. So you start getting all these, sure. uh, satisfying payoffs. Um, And yeah, so then they're able to find Phoenix Buchanan, the Hugh Grant character, um, kind of catch him in the act of trying to steal this treasure. And uh, he then goes to the same prison that Paddington was sent to. And uh, that's and then, oh, the okay, the best part. Yep. So there's this Paddington has a near death experience. That's not the best part. (laughs) But in both no, movies, no. <laughs> in the in the in the climax of both movies, there's a moment where you think Paddington might die, and then you're what? and especially in the second movie, tears gushing, you're bawling, you think he's in your in in. So this amazing thing happens in really good movies, where the tension is managed so well, and th- you're so invested emotionally in the story that your logical brain just shuts off. Because your logical brain would tell you, obviously, they're not going to this kill is a, movie. a bear, the protagonist of the movie, <laughs> in a children's movie. They're not going to let you watch yeah. a cute little bear die in a children's movie. That's Oh, my God. <laughs> I sobbed at the end of Homeward Oh, yeah. Bound when I thought Shadow <gasps> didn't make mm-hmm. it. And I literally was just crying and just silent tears coursing down my face. And my three and a half, four-year-old niece, who had seen it a hundred times on VHS, Uh walked over to me. She might have been two and a half, three years old, but she walks over and puts her hand. I remember this. And she goes, he's coming. (laughs) And Uh, I, it made me me cry out loud. I was like, I should have (laughs) realized. I know you're right. (laughs) Right. So your logical brain knows these things, but your emotional brain is so invested that it's like, well, Paddington is obviously going to die right now. And I have to ball my eyes out about it. So, right. Right, right. <laughs> so you're crying. You think he, Paddington's about to drown. Cause the train, like one of the train cars, like goes careens over a cliff and ends up in a body of water. You think right. that Paddington's going to drown. He gets saved at the last minute. Um, and then, but Aww. he's like kind of recovering in bed and he wakes up and he's like, Oh my God. It's Aunt Lucy's birthday. I missed it. I never got her that pop-up book. 
holy right. crap. And um, they're like, well, they had to take the pop-up book into evidence because it was right. uh, part of the crime. Um, but they're yeah. like, what you wanted was to give, uh, you know, to show London to Aunt Lucy. Well, why don't we just bring Aunt Lucy? She's like, well, what? we've thought of something better. And then there's a ring at the doorbell. He goes to answer the doorbell. Aunt Lucy's there. You're just crying, 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 crying your eyes out. Because <laughs> it's the, the best. Because Aunt Lucy's just, she's yeah. just come. She can now see uh-huh. London. And then the credit sequence is like all of the little touristy things they do together. Oh, okay. Like sort of yeah. selfies in front of Buckingham Palace <laughs> and stuff right. like that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And that's the movie. <laughs> and um, And that's the movie. That is amazing. Now, um, does he get in trouble for escaping from jail? Yes. So he is on the lam. The, the they know that there was a prison break, and they are after Pat. The so the cops are you know trying to chase down yeah. Paddington. So he's got to clear his when name. The stakes are high. <laughs> the stakes in both movies are <laughs> very high because it's often like he might die and get stuffed by a scary taxidermist, or he might uh, go back to prison, and then also he almost dies. And- Right, right. And prison, I love that there's this prison reform where you're just like, well, you're just going to make more mean people if you treat them mean when they're in prison. But if you treat them nice... That's why prison doesn't work. They might be nice. That's why our prison system needs to be reformed. (laughs) Right, right. Because you're just like, you're you're punishing people instead of saying, hey, maybe there's another way. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Good for Paddington. (laughs) Well, now I want to see these. I movies. beg of you, and, Jackie. Um, please, please, <laughs> please see them. Okay. Well, I think this is close enough. This is a good place to stop. I say because we've we've. Uh, is there any other favorite scenes that you would like <sighs> to to reminisce with people who have clearly seen the film? Since this is a spoiler, right? right, right. Episode um, Paddington, I Paddington don't want. I just want to just reiterate again. If you have not seen these movies. You should see them. They will enrich your life. They will just, they're so endearing. They're so earnest and lovely. And again, just like from every aspect of filmmaking, the storytelling, the performances, the cinematography, the production design, it's all like just so well done. Yeah. Way that a lot of like children's, I feel like especially kids movie and like the live action ones, like of like children and family movies, of like the eighties and nineties, the things that I was watching growing up, I think they were like, "Well, kids are watching this, and they won't notice if it sucks, so it doesn't have to be good." Right. There was there, there's a certain there is a certain part of people who make children's programming mm-hmm. that forget what it's like to right. be a child or a parent who has to uh-huh. watch this with a child, and you're just like, "No, don't." Don't make it cardboard cutouts being idiots. That's not fun. So these movies are like appropriate for basically all ages, adults and children alike Mm -hmm. can appreciate these movies. Um, And then I'll just share a couple quick anecdotes about, in addition to me buying uh, just like assembling my own Paddington outfit and paying a lot of money to do a photo (laughs) shoot about it. Um, I, I went to London. <laughs> I would like that picture, please. I will, please, I will absolutely send you that. Thank you. Um, okay. I uh, went to London a couple years ago. Jamie and I actually did a couple live shows um, for the Bechtel cast. And then I was like, well, I'm here in London. Awesome. I, so I rented an Airbnb in 
Paddington, which is just an, also a neighborhood in London, of right. course. Um, so I was like, what's the cheapest Airbnb I could find in Paddington? Uh, there's a store in Paddington Station that is dedicated to just like basically all Paddington merch. So I oh, went there cool. and I spent yeah. so much money. I bought everything <laughs> there. There was also a Paddington walking tour. So <laughs> that I've, obviously I went oh. on. So <laughs> Obviously. So yes. um, I, I did that. Any any and all Paddington things I can engage in, I do. There's a um, stage play called Paddington Gets in a Jam that was uh, in playing in New York for a while. And I went to that. I was Ooh. the only adult in the audience who didn't also have a child with them. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> everyone was like, I'm going to bring mine. Because it right. definitely, that one was more so than the movies was like, this is for children, but I still. It's for it's a stage production about jam yeah, instead yeah. of marmalade. <laughs> but I still loved it. Was that addressed? Um, yes, that was actually not addressed as addressed as it should have been. But anyway, so yeah, I just I love Paddington, um, especially the movies specifically. And there's a third yes. one in development right now. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. So there is hope. For it to continue. Yeah. Do you own them on DVD? I own them on every medium. DVD, I own them digitally. Um, I have two oh, different copies of the first Paddington movie because my mom bought me one. And then around the same time, I also bought myself one. So I have two of these now. Well, it's nice because then you have one to exactly. lend. And if you would like to buy, if you, do you have and, a DVD still player? Have. I'll lend yes. you mine. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. And I, but I also have access to, I'm sure it's straight. I think you... Uh, Disney? No, they're not on Disney. No, it's not a Disney property. Um, but okay. you might have to rent them. I'm not sure if they are free anywhere. That is attainable. I also get DVDs. I have, I have, I, I pay the big bucks for Netflix. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> it could happen. Right now, we're sitting on and not watching Babette's. Feast. Oh, you mean you get the DVDs okay. from Netflix still? I yeah. love that, In Jackie. To- oh my gosh, I did that until pretty recently, and everyone made fun of me. Yeah, yeah. There's some mocking, but uh, but what if I want to watch something that's only available? I know on that's what I always say, and they're like, just yeah. and I'm like, all right, Rockefeller. <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> Caitlin Durante, uh, thank you so much for doing thank the dork you. course. This has been nothing but kindness, earnestness, and politeness. One last thing. There's us. a quote from the from Paddington yeah. Two. In which he says, if we are kind and polite, the world will be right. And I did get that tattooed on my wrist recently. So I'll just leave you with that image right there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to leave it with that, Rangers. Mm -hmm. You know the rules out there. Be be good to each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?